Hello, 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 everybody. And it is Monday, and that means Common Sense Uncensored is back in the house. And I want to remind everybody, as always, that you can advertise with us if you like the truth and you want to be a part of our wonderful show. You can advertise on Common Censored or any one of our multitude of shows that we have here. And you can contact Paul at 701-213-0863. And that is the same number that you can use to comment during today's show if you choose. And I have, I believe in my estimation, an exciting show today with Mr. Mitch Sanderson today. And we're going to be following Mitch on his judicial and legal journey. And Mitch, how are you doing besides that? Uh, getting by, I guess. With <laughs> everything going on, it's... It just really racks your marbles. I got to tell you, I have I have to agree because the part of the problem with with me is my mind's going a hundred million miles an hour, and I find myself going, I'm like squirrel because <laughs> it's it's been so tough to. It, Every time I, I open up my feed, it, there's some new disaster or some new wrong that needs to be righted. And that's kind of what you're going to talk to us about today is the fact that we're, we're running out of access for ways to... Uh, solve an issue when when we feel that there's been a, been a wrong because we've been losing in the legislature we've been losing ground and now in the judicial and the legal system and that's what you're going to talk to us about today correct right so what what started your journey how did you get started on this and give us a little background and then tell us a little bit about what's been going on with you okay i i never really was involved with the legal system until i went through what I, Normal, nasty divorce. But we're not here to talk about that. We're talking about the government right now. When you try to enforce the laws upon the government, that's not happening. Because when you go to court, the judge don't care about the rules of court, rules of civil procedure, don't care what state law is, federal law, constitutional law. It, it, they don't care what North Dakota Supreme Court rulings are or U.S. Supreme Court rulings. They will retaliate against you. They will beat you down. They will charge attorney fees. And then they will probably try to come after you with a sheriff's levy to take your property or garnish your bank account. There's no justice in our courts in North Dakota, and I'm going to just say it. They're corrupt as hell, and they protect the government when the government commits crimes. I've committed no crime, but they are making me a criminal by illegal, unconstitutional court orders against me right now with attorney fees. All right, so let's start this. Did, did this start with um, Jane Myrdal, who happens to be one of your legislators, correct? Yes. Is she your senator? or Yana Myrdal is my senator, yes. Okay. And according to many federal court uh, rulings, it's illegal, according to the Constitution, the First Amendment, to block someone on a, a governmental Facebook page. And then when they let others keep talking, it's a violation of your 14th Amendment. Now, if I remember right, there was an issue with that uh, with President Trump yes. and stuff. And that's kind of where this was really brought into the focus for most people, correct? Yeah. Trump on his Twitter page blocked a few people. When you're a government actor, you cannot do that. It's a violation of the First Amendment. He lost and it got appealed. And the North Dakota Supreme or the U.S. Supreme Court didn't want to address it because he was out of office. They said it's mute when actually that's against U.S. Supreme Court rulings that if you commit a crime and then, uh, like, you get out of office, it's moot? No. Because if I committed a crime, like, say, let's, I robbed a bank. 
And then I got caught, and I give all the money back. Do you think they're going to let me go? No. <laughs> You're going to school for 20 years, the school of hard knocks. Well, the other thing that I took a look at when I, when I looked at this is there's going to be people out there, I'm going to play devil's advocate right here, that are going to say, oh, so Murdahl blocked you from her Facebook page. Big deal. Tell us why it is a big deal. It is a big deal because we're going down a road in this country where the First Amendment means nothing, especially when you're dealing with the government. Uh, Second Amendment's next. Once that's gone, we're in trouble. Those two are very important. There's a reason they're both one and two. Uh, Government is censoring us everywhere. We've seen it through COVID with everything that happened with Fauci, with big tech. We, We can't have government censoring the people. I don't care if what you're saying is completely wrong. you got a right to say it. But when the government breaks the law, they need to be held accountable and at a higher standard. And and the kicker is the laws are there. There's many federal laws that support what I did was accurate and correct. There's actually two cases that were heard in October 31st before the Supreme Court on this. And that won't come out until June. But in the meantime, they're denying every hearing, every motion, retaliating against me with attorney fees, total violation of due process. I I can't even get a hearing. In North Dakota, the Constitution says it's mandatory that we get our day in court, and judges are violating that all the time. So this started as a, you were blocked? Um, I remember, if I remember right, there was a problem with the Republican Party. Oh, yeah. Where where they booted you, or? Yeah, the District 10... Uh, chairman, along with Perry Shaver, who's gone, thank God, uh, they kicked me out of the Republican Party because I ran against Yana Myrdal and I started telling truths about what's going on in the government and money situations when I was in the nominating committee. They, they can't do that. They violated Chapter 16.1. Uh, you need two-thirds vote of the entire caucus of your district to kick someone out of the party. They didn't do that. It's violation of state law. Now, I gave Yana an out, I told her, I said, let's settle this out of court. No sense going to court. No, she wanted to go to court. So she hires her own attorney. Then later she gets the attorney general's office in on this. They're corrupt as hell, too. And I'm actually going to be suing the attorney general's office over these emails of Wayne Stenjums. Somebody's got to go after him. A group of us are going to do that, actually. But after I filed it, you cannot change that information on her Facebook page. She changed it to look like a campaign page, which is obstruction of justice, what they call spoilation in the state statutes, and it's evidence tampering as well. Her husband actually violated federal law and state law forgery because he signed for the papers. He can sign his name because it wasn't restricted. And he signed her name and printed her name. It's federal forgery through the U.S. Postal Service. Judge, don't give a damn. So... What we're looking at, as we've seen often in these days, is double standards. And many people in North Dakota are under the impression that this is all happening at the federal level, that none of this is happening in North Dakota. And it's, it seems like it's – I'm going I'm, I'm to again play devil's advocate. It's over a Facebook page, but it goes deeper than that. Very much so. This is a case where the cover-up is worse than the actual crime. Uh, again, the courts aren't following rules of court even. And U.S. Supreme Court rulings say you have to follow rules of court and read them and enforce them as a written word, just like we got in North Dakota statutes. That, that's how you read and understand a statute. So this judge, Carrie Gottness, is violating U.S. Supreme Court cases. When she is holding me to timelines in the rules of court, but not the state or Yana Myrdal's attorney, who is Howard Swanson from town here. 
So you've got to be on time. They don't. Nope. Now, I remember when you were talking to me, too, that you looked at doing something to the judge and you hadn't even filed yet and she already came up crossed and denied your motion before you would even put the motion through or clear that up. Okay. I, to get this judge off my back, knowing that she was corrupt already from the previous thing I had with the state GOP, uh, I filed, I served her and the attorney general's office according to court rules, uh, served her a complaint to sue her under 1983 federal law. And I never served it on the court. I was waiting to see what their response is because she has to respond within 21 days. If they don't, you win by summary default judgment, which is a joke because in my case against Yana, I, she did not reply until like 30-some days. According to U.S. Supreme Court rulings, I won that case by summary default judgment. Now, this judge went ahead and had a case number generated. That case number does not get generated until I serve and file the papers with the clerk of court. I never did that. And then she filed a motion to dismiss. Now, it got moved on out of the Northeastern Judicial District to Grand Forks here to Judge Jay Knutson in Grand Forks. He fined me a filing a frivolous lawsuit and charged me with attorney fees to be paid for the state. First of all, you can't do that. The state cannot get attorney fees in a civil action. So this judge is also on my list of judges to be sued when our group meets. It's, it's, it's ridiculous to think that they're the ones breaking all the rules, all the laws, and I'm the one they're going after. They're, what they're doing is making an example of me because I won't back down. They know I'm right. I got them dead to rights. And I've got uh, complaints filed to the DOJ, FBI, BCI, Attorney General's Office, U.S. Marshal Service, Adjutant General, because under federal law, you can bring a case like this before the military which I did not know, but it's in federal law if a judge is acting criminally and committing felonies. No one's going to do anything. The governor won't do a damn thing. Burgum's a complete fraud. Well, you're not going to get me to disagree with that one. But So what I'm hearing from you is what you've done is this has started out as something that could have easily been remedied. Out of court. Out of court. Yep. And you're, you're being, quite frankly, um, harassed trashed uh uh you're you're having you're having uh financial liability come in play and everything else so if someone wants to say you're being petty i gotta say i think it's kind of the reverse what what what's the point of having laws if the government or government entities or government individuals don't have to follow them i i filed two writs with the north dakota supreme court a, a supervisory writ and a writ of mandamus both of those were denied so now the North Dakota Supreme Court judges are going to be in this legal action. They are willfully ignoring many, many crimes uh, uh, by this judge. And we, we can't have that. Uh, in the last show, or one of the other shows I had with you, I mentioned that the North Dakota Supreme Court has ruled judges can act with malice, misconduct, and corruption, and they're immune from prosecution. We can't have absolute immunity. You can't have a judge commit crimes, knowingly com can be committed crimes, and they can get away with that. Actually, federal law says they can't. And in this case, the judge acted outside her jurisdiction, and that's one of the reasons a judge can be sued under 1983. So when you get this lawsuit generated and things are going forth, you're going to be having to show damages. It sounds to me like you've got plenty of those. Major crime. This is RICO. This is so deep in North Dakota. This is racketeering and corruption by the North Dakota government and 
the judiciary in North Dakota. We can't have that. Where are the people supposed to go for equal justice, any justice? And, and we, we're not going to get that in North Dakota. So, things like the term limits would have lost if they would have not got an out-of-state law firm to fight. See, it's interesting that you mention that because the one thing that I've discovered when I talk to other people is the fact that trying to find legal representation vis-a-vis an attorney from North Dakota is basically impossible. They will. There's many people I've talked to around the state. And there's, if they think I'm by myself in this, they're going to be surprised here after the first year. There are many very intelligent people getting together, and we are going to be filing federal and state lawsuits against this government. We got the evidence, and any of these judges that think they can act with corruption, they're going to have another thing coming because we're not stopping. But the bottom line is basically because I've heard this from Jody Carlson and from others, you have to go out of state to find an attorney to actually come represent you in North Dakota. Yeah, and even then, they can pull their license in North Dakota, not allow them to... See, North Dakota is one controlled, corrupt legal system, and we cannot have that. I've told people for years, to fix the crime in our government, we need to fix the crime in our judiciary, because the judiciary will cover up for the government, and they will retaliate against you if you dare come after the government. If you've got the laws behind you, the evidence behind you, they don't care. It is that bad. There is no exaggeration here. Well, I happen to know that, that finding a North Dakota law firm or whatever that's willing to take on, whether it's the state, a county, or a city government or whatever, is nigh on to impossible. First of all, most of them are on retainer in one way or another so that they, have, they can immediately claim conflict of interest to cover their heinies. In other ones, the ones that, that aren't on retainer, it has been said to me, uh, sotto voce, which means under the table, basically soft voice, that we can't represent you because we will have our ability to practice any law at all in North Dakota removed, and you've found that as well. Oh, yeah. I've, I've talked to attorneys that have been disbarred. They, you cannot tread on this system without being punished. Me or an attorney, it does not matter. Look what they've done to Josh Galleon. They're retaliating against him. How much more can he take? Well, and that's the thing that it's going to be, is it's going to be to see where we can go. I'm going to talk to you about separation of, of everything when we get back. But first, I need to go to Oh for Heaven's Cakes, because there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods. And that's where Oh for Heaven's Cakes comes in. You'll find the best cupcakes and cakes for any special occasion or just a treat. Walk in and find out more, but I'm warning you, you won't want to leave and you won't walk out empty-handed. Oh, for Heaven's Cakes on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall. They're open Tuesdays through Friday from 10 to 4, Saturdays from 9 to noon. Call 701-757-CAKE. That's 701-757-2253. Or go to Oh, for Heaven's Cakes at yahoo.com. And you too can be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Oh, for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. The thing that's been bothering me so much over the last few years, Mitch, is the fact that the judicial is supposed to be separate from the legislative, supposed to be separate from et cetera, et cetera. And that is supposed to give we the people some recourse. And I'm finding more and more that what we're facing is a united front, the legislative, the judicial, the, the legal, the, the sheriffs, et cetera, et cetera, all seem to be coming so intertwined that no one will move out of lockstep from another. 
No, they're all afraid for their jobs. And, and that's what it comes down to. Uh, when you get your attorney license taken away, your career's over. What do you do? You're going to go back punching a clock in a factory or doing something else. Uh, something else we got to bring up real quick is the oath of offices. Okay. The oath of office is in the Constitution. It's in the North Dakota Constitution. It's in federal law. It's in state law. My clerk of court in Walsh County, Bev Demers, Bev Strevick, has no oath of office, and she's admitted it, and she says she doesn't need one because she says she's appointed. In those statutes and those constitutional laws, it doesn't matter. If you're appointed, you still need them. And this has been given to the Walsh County Sheriff, Walsh County State's Attorney, the Governor, the Attorney General. Nobody cares. They're violating laws all the way up to the United States Constitution. The oath of office is huge. Who do you owe uh, your loyalty to then? The people and the laws of this country or to a corrupt government? And I think we all know the answer to that one. So the oath of office is actually them swearing that they will do the will of the people, not the will of the government. And if you don't take that oath, that obviously alleviates a lot of, uh, maybe not constitutional, but shall, even though you pointed that out, but shall we say it, it lifts an ethical barrier as well? Way beyond that. You're impersonating a government employee. You, anything you've done is null and void. Anything in my case is null and void just because she did. She had no authority to accept the court papers even because she's not a clerk of court. And without that oath of office, you are impersonating a government employee. That's a crime in itself. Why do they think it's uh, not a necessary thing? I mean, I, I understand it's, it's written legally that they have to have it, but it seems to me that it would be a fairly simple thing for someone to do. Why wouldn't you just comply? I don't know what their reasoning is behind that. That one kind of baffles me too you you commit a crime you commit a crime it doesn't matter if you got an oath or not but these people are in office illegal we got judges that don't have valid oath of offices they're they're not notarized and or they don't have a certificate according to state law that comes with it and i don't know if you talk to any of the people that have been working with that but we're working real hard on i got u.s supreme court cases i already dug up and gave these people this goes to the united states supreme court level that you have to have your oath of office or you're impersonating a government official, like I said, and you've, you're committing crimes. You've got no authority to be in that office. It seems to me that the willingness to take something that, in my opinion, is as simple as, yep. I mean, I, I've run for office, I'm going to do it again, and I would have absolutely no problem telling everybody, I'm here to work for you, yep. um, I, I, and, and I duly swear that you will come first before any other obligation, whether it be to a party, a government, or whatever, because you are the people that voted for me, and that is what the office is about. And the fact that someone believes that that's not necessary mind boggles me. Yeah, what you're doing is swearing to uphold the Constitution, highest law of this land. But it, it, they're criminals. These people are willful acting as criminals. Drew Wrigley's a criminal. He comes flat out and says there's no laws were violated, uh, deleting Wayne Stenson's emails. Uh, Liz Brocker's already got another government job. Yes, she does. And where's this other guy? I can't remember his name. These people should be behind bars already. The Montana Attorney General's investigation does not come up with a conclusions of law and uh, suggestions of what needs to be done. There's federal statutes violated here, and there's state statutes. One of the state statutes is a criminal code, and it's prison time. The other one's records management, and then Chapter 44, open records. They violated three laws in North Dakota, and Drew Wrigley has the 
I'm going to say it, the balls to come out on the media and say no laws were violated. This guy is a criminal liar. He was appointed by Burgum. That tells you everything you need to know right there. Burgum needs to be criminally charged because he is charged by the North Dakota Constitution to uphold all the laws in this state, and he's not doing it when you give him the evidence, you give him the laws that were violated. This guy has to go, and he needs to be behind bars. Every one of these judges, state's attorneys, sheriffs, my sheriff in Walsh County will not do an investigation. He, he, he's going to go. Yeah. We're going to do these Walsh County initiatives I've been telling you about, and we're going to remove people from office. It's up to the voters in Walsh County to pass this stuff, so we have the power to investigate and charge. Right now, under government law, citizens can't bring criminal charges against anyone, only civil charges. But you go to your state's attorney or sheriff, they won't even talk to you. They're committing crimes. We found that, actually, because I've worked with some of the people from Williston, and we found that the, the sheriff's office uh, down in Williston, when they were investiga- asking for the school board to be investigated, because they found $377 million in five years. Uh, of course, our friend Josh Gallion went in and did a forensic audit, a deep dive, and in five years, $377 million. That is not a misspeak, people. $377 million had been either misused, misspent, or could not be accounted for in five years in one school district. And the attorney general said that he couldn't do anything about that because the people said, well, we would like to have this charged, investigated, whatever. He said he couldn't do it unless the school board asked him to come in. Well, who is the people that approve all of the yearly audits for the school district? It's the school board. So why would the school board have itself be investigated, obviously it wouldn't. So it's, again, another example of one protecting the other. And when she went to the sheriff's office, he said, nothing I can do either. That's total BS. He's a constitutional sheriff. Same thing happened at Dickinson State with these so-called students that were never there and they were getting funding for. No heads rolled. No one went to prison. It's a crime what they did there. Everything's a cover-up. Our sheriffs need to do their duties I actually got a federal lawsuit right now against my sheriff because he did the same thing Yana Mirdal did, except his is rock solid. He is a government uh, entity, and on their Facebook page, it says exactly that, a government official, and that's rock solid all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court again. He cannot block and censor me and let other people comment. It's a violation of First and Fourteenth Amendment. That's sitting in front of the Fargo federal judge right now, and if that judge doesn't do his job, then we got to go higher. It's federal law, and it needs to be enforced all the way to the Supreme Court. What about the fact that some people are, are looking at states' rights and stuff and are saying state rights supersedes federal law, but not in this case? Is that a dicey thing or not? No. Uh, the Constitution's clear on what the federal government and states can and can't do. I'm, I'm a firm believer in states' rights, but you need oversight. This government needs oversight, and, and that's why we're going to do our initiatives. Our Walsh County Oversight Committee was going to have sheriff's authorities to investigate and charge. It's going to have state's attorney uh, authorities written in this, where we the people can actually bring charges against the government now. That's the only reason this is going to be done. It's not to go after anybody, any citizen. It's to go after the government when they commit crimes. And the kicker is, is the Walsh County citizens are going to pay for our, our attorney or law firm when this passes. We need to clean up this government. And we're going to have to put a little sweat and blood into it and spend a little money to do it. But I'm, I'm not leaving this crap to my kids. I am done. I'm fed up. I'm not going away. Well, you're talking about this Walsh County initiative. I want to know more about that because um, 
How many signatures? How does this go about? How do you do that? Because right now I'm working on the property tax initiative and we're looking at needing 45,000 signatures. So how is this going to go for you? Okay, it's it's rather simple. Our home rule county charter, to change the charter, it's 212 signatures. Then it goes to a vote of the people. To put a city ordinance in, it's double that. So we're going to put it in our charter and we're going to do a property tax one too. We're going to, most of these are pretty much written already. So we're going to have oversight of the government when they commit crimes. We can, we can charge and prosecute them, which we can't do now because the Walsh County State's Attorney won't do a damn thing, nor will the sheriff. But we're looking at more than that. We're getting rid of our election machines. I, I, it's a, we got a huge list where the people are going to be in charge of the government, not the government telling us what we can and can't do. In our last election, I tried to look behind our ballot machine to see if there was an Ethernet cable hooked up. And the lady tried to shoo me out of there, and I told her, where are the bear shits? I'm going, this machine belongs to me. This is bought and paid for by the taxpayers. I have every right to video and look what's behind this machine. I can't prove that it's not being Bluetooth to it. But I know for a fact crimes have been committed in our elections in Walsh County because our last auditor, two, there's two auditors now, uh, Sharon Kinsella copied 300 ballots and ran them through, and it got caught on some federal audit that I didn't know was going on. State come down, nothing to see here, hushed it up, she retires, it's all done. She committed a crime, she should have been sitting behind bars. It's interesting you mentioned that, because the Public Interest Legal Foundation is an election integrity group, and they filed a federal lawsuit against North Dakota election officials for the state's law allowing mail-in ballots to be accepted and counted after election day. Uh, this gentleman, whose name is Christian Adams, said in a statement, Election Day has ceased to be a day. Instead, we have Election Month because states accept ballots that arrive days and even weeks after election day, uh, election day. Last year, North Dakota election officials accepted nearly 300 mail-in ballots after Election Day and counted more than 200 of those ballots in the midterm elections. One ballot, the lawsuit states, had no postmark but was counted anyway. I'm, I'm all for absentee for people that absolutely need it, elderly, sick, veterans, military people that are overseas, whatever. I'm a totally against mail-in ballots. There's too much corruption that can be done here. There's no oversight. You can't trust your government officials to do this stuff. They need citizens, activists to be watching all our, our elections. But yet we've seen what happened with stuff in other states in the last 2020 presidential election. They were shooed away. You couldn't even be... Uh, uh, what do you call them? Observers. Observers. It, and we can't do that. Actually, there was a guy in North Dakota who was kicked out of Dickinson. He wanted to come there and just be an observer. He's doing nothing wrong, but yet the, they actually got the state's attorney up there in on it and kicked him out. I would have stood there and told him, I'm, I'm monitoring all this going on here, and if you kick me out, I'm suing you because I have a right under the law to be an observer. Well, my husband and I happened to observe a very close school board election in Hillsborough, and we were allowed to observe... But uh, the the only difference between uh, it going our way and their way was 24 votes, and it went our way. But I have to tell you the temperature in the room because I was there, and not only was I sitting there observing, I was asking questions and talking. I was not made to feel welcome. No, they don't want us there. It it is so blatantly clear the government does not want our input. When we had our addition to the public school in Park River, they take the ballots into a back room and count them. I want them counted. Oh God, out no! Front. They do not. Oh yes, they do. They're not counted in front of the public. How do you get away with that? Because people don't push the envelope, and our courts are corrupt. They're not going to do a damn thing about it. 
We, we have to fix our courts. The judiciary cannot have absolute judicial immunity, and they don't. They don't under U.S. Supreme Court rulings. There's many reasons where they, do, they waive and lose their immunity once they've done something or they've done something outside the scope of their authority. Well, you mentioned the fact that, that we cannot criminally sue the government, which I think is bizarre in the first place, but we can only do civil. So what's going to be the difference with this home rule charter? We, like, like I said, we will have the authority that any sheriff has to investigate and charge. We will have the authority of any state's attorney has, and then we can bring charges and bring this to court. And under this, we're going to have uh, the county itself will be paying for our attorney or our law firm of choice. The government has to learn some place along the road here. The government has to work for the people and quit being corrupt, quit slamming the doors in our faces, Quit retaliating against a good, honest citizen that just wants the laws enforced upon the government like they are upon us. Well, we're going to talk more about that. But first, I need to get this word out for executive properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. Okay, we're back. And I just kind of want to mention something with Mitch. What you're talking about, I have no problem with whatever, but there's going to be people out there that are going to say that sounds like mob rule. What's your answer to that? No, that's called citizens' oversight of the government. Something that we got an ethics commission in Bismarck that's an absolute joke. Yeah, it's pretty funny. You can give them the laws violated, the evidence that was violated, and they will deny every damn one of them. That, again... Handpicked people by the governor. We can't have that. I was going to say they're handpicked by Bergam, aren't they, to be on the ethics committee? Yeah, so that's why we need a citizens' oversight committee of the government that is actually ran by the citizens, not by government cronies. And I hope to God the voters of Walsh County pass this stuff. We need this in every county. Every county in this state needs it because this... We're going to put in there where we can remove government employees from office pending a, a thorough investigation. If we find that anything is done, they're, they're not coming back. And I'm talking any government official. The sheriff, the judge, state's attorney, you're out of there. You committed a crime. Under federal law, uh, what is it, uh, 18 U.S.C. 242, I believe it is. These people can be charged under federal law for committing crimes and monetary damages, plus removed from their damn office. An oath of office is uh, something where they can be removed from office and can never hold office again. It's that serious. U.S. Supreme Court rulings and federal law on this. And we're lawless in North Dakota, absolute lawless. I'm not a nut. I'm not one of these wacko anti-government kooks. I read. I can understand what I read, and it's very clear. U.S. Supreme Court has said, like I said, you read the laws and case law as the written word and how it's supposed to be understood by the average person. These people twist everything. It's, it, we went through this before where the libertarian candidate for governor filed wrong, got kicked off. The attorney general ruled that way. The North Dakota Supreme Court ruled that way. Then he did open records, found out that uh, 
Del Ripple and Taylor did the same exact mistake. They should have been kicked off the ballot. Attorney General didn't care. U.S. North Dakota Supreme Court says, nah, they can stay on the ballot. That, where's the equal application of the law? There is none. We're lawless in our courts in North Dakota. And I will, I'm going to scream that every sentence I can. Okay, so I do have another question for you. And again, I'm playing devil's advocate. You keep saying, we, when, we, when we find malfeasance, we are going to criminally charge them and we will remove them from office. Who's we? Uh, we're going to have a five-person committee. And then that person, it, it's basically like a mini grand jury indictment process. Then it goes to court. It, and then we, we will have court proceedings. We're, we don't want to be dictators. We want justice. We want the ability to bring crimes to the court. Right now, the citizens can't do that. You go to the sheriff, and, ah, I'm not touching that. You go to the state, ah, I'm not touching that. You can't bring the government to, to court. You can't bring, put charges on them. The citizens are going to have to do it somehow, some way. You know they're going to retaliate against these measures if they pass. But we're also writing in there that the state's attorney of Walsh County will enforce these initiatives once passed by a vote of the people. Well, you're not the only person that I've had conversations like this with. I've talked to a lot of people who have gone up against city councils, county, county councils, and everything else, only to find that no matter what they do or say, they have no power, but they're harassed. They have, uh, they have people that are writing laws just, to, just for one individual because one individual has ticked them off. That's a city council that I know near and dear uh, has been writing legislation in their city to make sure that that one individual is taken care of to the point where she's been told she has to have her dog on a leash in her yard. Okay. Right there, we got a big problem because you get all these city ordinances. If they violate state law, federal law, or case law, U.S. Supreme Court case law, they're null and void. You can't be enforced. And we're seeing that everywhere with people uh, out there trying to do political activity, getting signatures, whatever. The city ordinances say you can't do it. Those city ordinances are in violation of the United States Constitution and U.S. Supreme Court rulings on political free speech. Yet they are prosecuting people for this. And if people don't understand that our government is an authoritarian police state, and I'm, I mean that with every drop of blood in my body, we're in an authoritarian police state because the laws aren't for them, they're for us. Where do you see the legislature passing laws that uh, make something criminal that the government does? They don't. You, they can... Their emails aren't even open record anymore in many cases. I'm glad you brought that up because I want to understand something. Because I happen to know that, um, let's talk about a slippery slope. You mentioned Stenjum's emails uh, having been eliminated. We happen to have a Grand Forks former senator now that uh, managed to travel on state money to Czechoslovakia uh, purportedly to uh, have sexual relations with children. Uh, That is still being done. Again, I said purportedly, but they can't access any of those emails at all that he's been doing because they were on legislative servers and stuff. So we've got a man who is on trial for pedophilia. Uh, especially on, on trial for that using state funds, and yet we are facing a complete blackout because of the, the mode of method that he used for communication. Uh, do you think your emails would be protected like that? Oh, no. Uh, that is actually a state law. When the legislature is in session, 
None of them emails are open public record. Why would the government want that? I want to get rid of special sessions even, or special meetings. Special meetings aren't covered by any open records laws as well. If you want to hide something, why would you, that, this is the only reason they're passing these laws. They want to hide something, Kit. I know. A, a, anyone with any half a brain can go, oh, you don't want me to see that. Why don't you want me to see that? Well, you want to go in the back room and have a special session? Why can't I come in there? What are you going to talk about? They, that's where they decide how to cover everything up and sweep everything under the rug and then, in my case, try to retaliate against me. Well, it's interesting you said that because uh, with this emailing and stuff like that, there was a former legislator uh, that was being interviewed, and he, I, I actually called up and I said, all right, so uh, what the hell's the deal with this thing? And he said, well... If I have someone who's a constituent and they, they contact me by email, there might be something that's private that they don't want someone else to see. And if my emails are public, well, then they're going to be, be reluctant to reach out to me. And I said to him, okay, first of all, there's the phone. Second of all, there's face-to-face. And third of all, why not handle that just by having a disclaimer before you hit send on your email that these emails are subject to open records laws and can be viewed by anybody, whatever. He goes, well, I just think it's going to restrict the, constitu- the constituent's willingness to come forward to me with problems. I just, it was public airwaves, so I couldn't say it, but B is in B and S is in S because that it. was ridiculous. I'm going to say it. Bullshit, cover your ass comment. That's all it is. And then the average citizen might fall for that we the average citizen needs to get off their couch and start understanding what's going on this town raises your taxes like every other month it's insane we cannot have that my comment to that is if you're contacting your legislator because you want something put in a bill then you better stand up for what you think you're believing in and them emails are open public record nothing that goes to our government should be non-open public record, national security crap I get, but they try to claim that with everything. Well, the other thing that I have a fun fun time with is it's always for my benefit that they're doing this because me as a constituent might not understand that their emails are open. And, and if I did understand it, well, I would be reluctant to go forth and really delve into my problems. This is that same BS with the, with the, the, the jab and everything else. Where it's for your safety. It's for my safety. It's for my security. Ah, oh, come on. You, you got Kirsten Baszler, DUI, Scott Lauser, DUI. They get off with a slap on the wrist. I wouldn't get that. No. Uh, and actually, in the North Dakota Constitution says that no citizen or class of citizen can have any immunities or privileges that can't be granted to all citizens. But I also happen to know that our legislators, when they're in session, cannot be arrested. And that's got to stop, too. All this stuff needs to change. And I don't give a crap what someone has ruled. If it's wrong, it's wrong. People need to stand up. We need to change this. If we don't take our government back now... It's probably already too late. If we don't fight and fight hard now, we're all in deep crap. But what are you going to do? Because, well, we just had a property tax vote in Grand Forks, and hardly anybody went out to vote at all. Of course it passed, so there's going to be, with the, with the property taxes, that's nothing. This is a sales tax and stuff. But what we're suffering from is a... I, I will, I'm going to use the word apathy. It's worse than that, but that's the word that comes to mind right now. And People just don't seem to care or they've given up i'm not sure which one it is both they're they don't think their vote matters they're afraid of the government in many ways they're afraid of the police they're afraid of courts 
that's where you're supposed to go for justice. I get why people are that way. People have given up. A lot of people, the people I've talked to, they're afraid. They won't speak. They'll talk to me, but if uh, they won't talk to anyone else, you know, like go talk to the sheriff, the state attorney, legislature. They're all afraid of this crap. They know they're going to get retaliated against if they push it too hard. Well, I have to admit, you know, the people that I talk to and stuff, if you're visible, you're taking a risk. You and I today, we're taking a hell of a I'm risk. I'm taking a huge risk, and I'm willing to do that. I'm not leaving this shit to my kids, Kit. This is sick. It's beyond sick. It's total corruption in our government from the governor on down, and our courts cover it all up. We can't have that. Anyone that wants to challenge me and call BS on me, sit down with me. And everything I show you is going to be true. And I can back it all up with evidence and the laws and case law. If you manage to, um, let's say you get this, this initiative and stuff in Walsh County and everything else, and you do go after the judicial system, if you get a judge removed, then what? <laughs> then it's a crapshoot. You get another bar appointment. We need to get rid of the Bar Association of North Dakota. That controls this crap. There are attorneys that have told me off the record that they're afraid of being disbarred. We, we need the legislature to get rid of the bar. It's no good. That's what they're afraid of. We, and our uh, judicial uh, complaint committee and our attorney complaint committees, you can file complaints on them, and it doesn't matter. You can give the evidence, the, the laws, again, that were violated, case law in it. Uh, they, don't, they don't care. That Everything is a total cover-up. And like I said, anyone that wants to challenge me on it, I'll, I'll put $10,000 on it right now that what I'm saying is true, and if you can prove me wrong, I'll give you 10000 you know, the, the legislator that was talking to you that I challenged about the open meeting laws and stuff, I, I mentioned to him, I said, there's no, even if you do manage to find them guilty, so similar to what you said with the point is moot with, with, the, federal, with the federal Supreme Court because Trump was out of office, so point moot. Right. Uh, because someone challenged with Drew Wrigley, Wrigley a, a, a Fargo City Commission meeting, he'd asked for open records. He was not only did not get the records in a timely manner, of course, they wanted to charge him for it and everything else. Yet this this legislator said they, he kept saying we have the most open and transparent government in the United States and North Dakota because you can get everything. But I pointed out to him. All right. When I ask for open records, I'm I, a lot of times I have to pay through the nose. I'm given anything from twenty five dollars to twenty five thousand dollars for an open record request. I, I am oftentimes not even answered. And with the case that th- that came up with Fargo's city commission meeting, the guy they delayed, they delayed, they delayed. By the time he got the open records request of, finished and got sent to him, it was for him. The, the time for the window to, for, to do anything about it was passed. And you want to know what the AG's office said? Well, you got your records, so quit, basically quit, quit pissing and moaning about it because you got your records eventually. There's nothing we can do here. And the point I'm trying to get across is even when they're supposedly chastised, there's nothing that's done. No, the attorney, I got multiple uh, opinions in front of the attorney general's office now for months on denial of open records. They, the, the attorney general's office will play games with you. They'll go, your 30 days aren't up yet. Why are you filing this? And I'm going, because it's 20 days, and after 30 days, the state law says you can't do nothing about it. You got the damn complaint. You got the evidence of the, the violation. Do an attorney general opinion. Zero. I've got zero, just like the ethics commission. The attorney general's office is corrupt as hell. People need to start taking notice to this. 
And I hope I can post this anywhere I want after we're done with this kit because everybody needs to know what's going on with this. Well, I'm certainly backing you. You know that that's why you're on the air. But we have one last commercial break that we need to do for that wonderful profit margin for my station with Churchill Shoes. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SAS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand City Mall. I can see them right out my window here. They're right across from the studio. Please be sure to come on and check them out. Okay, so we've both talked and, and had experiences with this. What is a timely manner? Because I know what they do is they do this this type of, interp- I call it creative interpretive dance, <laughs> except it's legal, where a timely manner is, is this, or we interpret the law in this manner and you don't interpret it correctly. How are we going to get around that? Uh, the law is simple. And, and in Chapter 1 of the North Dakota Century Code, you read a statute as the written word, you understand it as the written word. They don't do that. They do their spins on it. Like I was mentioning, the Attorney General's office plays games with you. The 30 days in the statute is not up. Why are you filing this? They still have 10 more days. And I said, because if I file it on day 30 or 31, you're going to deny it. It's it's a total game. Our legal system is a total game. Until you get into it and start working with it, you don't get that. The average person doesn't get it. A lot of people are going to sit there and listen to this and go, he's a nut. No, I can back everything I'm... I say, I wouldn't say it, and if, if you think I'm a nut and you think I'm lying, then come and sit down with me and I'll show you the proof. Well, I, I have to agree with you because until I started getting really waist deep into the political gamesmanship that is North Dakota, I had no concept. And I think we're, we're battling not just apathy and fear, I think we're battling a, a lack of understanding of how in depth this is it's unbelievable and the average person doesn't understand law doesn't understand how the government even functions probably can't even tell you who your governor or secretary of state or your probably don't even know your local sheriff's name the average person has no idea what the government's doing that's why they win we need to organize and that's what we're doing we got business people we got legal-minded people we even got someone from my understanding i was former fbi that might help and being on this group, seeing stuff that this person did not like. Well, I, I know it's it's there. Uh, I'm if you're crazy, I'm crazy too. Because uh, in, I'm going crazy. <laughs> well, they, they're those that have said that I've passed that point. But in doing my research and stuff, it's it's 
the, this guy, this guy that was on that was from North Dakota that was the the North Dakota congressman former said that no one in North Dakota makes money when they're in government that there's not a single individual that's ever been a congressman or a senator or whatever in North Dakota that's come out richer than when they went in and I almost died laughing because I I happen to know that money is what makes this this state go round it's not just in the oil fields and everything else it's in carbon capture. It's in a variety of other things. It's in individuals that are having 27 LLCs. Why do you need 27 LLCs unless you're trying to hide the fact that you happen to have um, yep. some, some interest in a bunch of businesses? And, no and of serv- course, insider trading? No services rendered for the LLCs neither. It's, I mean, it's so blatantly clear. Um, yeah, I'm speechless. <laughs> I, we, we could talk all day, Kit, on, on the things that I've ran into in this government. And I... I I grew up believing in our government. I, I did too. I believe that you go to your legislators, you go to your sheriff, you go to court if you have to. Nobody wants to. There's no, there's no justice anymore. And it hasn't been for a long time. No, no. I've been trying to tell people this for years. It's just we're in an authoritarian police state where the laws apply to us, not to them. I, I have to admit, uh, Bruce and I took took the red pill about a decade, a little bit over a decade ago, and got really active within within a little few years. But but it was I was mom the flag and apple pie John Wayne. I believed in my government. I believed in the federal government. I believed in my state government and my city. I really truly. I swear to Jesus, I believed that they had only my best interests. And I have to also say that my realization that I was wrong in this and how blatantly bad I was wrong in this was soul-crushing. And once I got over that and decided that I could... My my little psyche could stand that that bump in the road and could do something about it is when I had my epiphany and went, "Well, hell no!" And but 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 nobody wants to admit they're wrong. No, but I can. I I got no problem saying I did something wrong, and I'll hang my head and I'll try not to do it again. This is jaw dropping, unbelievable stuff. We're seeing it at the federal level. We're seeing it in other states. This state is so small; it's so easy to control, kid. And we got to hope to God we got judges out there that actually give a crap about that oath. I'm seeing examples, and, and I, I'm not using this term lightly, but January 6th examples on a local level where people who have tried to do something legal as far as fighting back against a city commission or a county commission or whatever have, quite frankly, been har- harassed and tyrannized into and and I talk to them. I say, well, you know, nobody ever won a war on defense. You need to go on the offense. And, yes. and the answer I get back is, but I'm scared. Yes. And I understand. I got kids. I'm scared. Yeah, I understand. But what they got to understand is, if you don't do something now, your kids are going to go through worse. Think of your kids. Don't be scared. Yeah, you're, I'm going to go through hard times. I know they're going to come after me at some point, somehow, some way. Either try to take my property, wipe out my bank accounts. But I know something they probably don't know. If they try that, there's going to be more charges against this state. So when we're looking at this and we're, we're, we're discussing this, what about this program, besides maybe sucking all hope out of certain individuals, what can you tell me is the positive things that, that could come from listening to this program? Because quite frankly, it has not been a happy, pro, happy hour so far. No, this is beyond depressing. 
uh, I can't tell you um, the people that come up to me, news people even, saying, keep going to keep doing this. Don't give up. They're not at risk. I am. You know, I could either be flat out broke and homeless or face down in a ditch. And, but God, thank I got a lot of people uh, behind me, and we are organizing. We are going to meet, and this there's going to be, in the next few months, there's going to be some lawsuits coming against the state and state agencies and well, in, individuals. I look at things like, um, I like watching older movies because <laughs> I'm old, but I see things where, like, the cops would, wa- would pull somebody over and then walk up on, of course, the old nightstick in the taillight mm. and, yeah. and all of these other things that... One would, of course, consider outrageous, and at a point in my life, I'd say, gee whiz, I'm glad that sort of stuff doesn't happen anymore, but it does. It does. I, I can sit here and tell you stories. I, I talked to so many people. There was a guy beat up by the cops in Minot. They mistaken him for someone else that a warrant was for. They beat him up. Now, I'll, uh, the George Floyd thing, we don't want to get into that, but I'll tell you right now, I'm never going to be committing a crime. Any charges brought against me by a court are going to be false and criminal, and if an officer pulls a gun on me, they better expect one to get pulled back. I'm that damn serious right now, kid. I am at my wit's end. I'm not ever going to do anything wrong, but if they come after me, I'm not ending up a George Floyd. I, that's not happening. I, someone has to put, plant their feet and not move, and that's me, and I'm willing to do it, and the government can bring it on because they can't keep this crime going forever. So we managed to do something judicially. You get your thing in Walsh County taken care of. You do your, your justice thing. And they just appoint somebody else who's, quite frankly, a POS. So, because, I mean, they got way more POSs out there that they can appoint and plunk in positions than we've probably got good people. So is this just going to be a continuing there cycle? Is, there is no one that's going to be appointed in Walsh County anymore when we're done. We cannot have cronyism. Our, our auditor in Walsh County is appointed. Our clerk of court is appointed. They're accountable to no one. I didn't think you could appoint an auditor. I thought an auditor had to be elected. Nope, she's appointed. I thought by law they had to be I gotta elected. Look, I got to look that up again. I'm not sure. Okay. I, I have read that stuff. I know what you're talking about. I, I do so much law reading, federal, state, constitutional. Yeah, well. it's, just, it's sickening that I'm burning my brain out, frying myself, not doing things with my family. Uh, I can say stuff that's going I got a daughter. I love her to death. She supports me 100%. She is so sick of what's going on. And to see what they're doing to me pisses her off. She's 22, and she is fed up. She is one of the smart, younger kids out there. My son, too. He goes, this whole thing's stupid, Dad. He, he can see what's going on, and he don't understand it. He knows it's wrong. If your gut tells you it's wrong, it's freaking wrong, kid. The fact that wherever we seem to turn, and you are not the only person that has gone through this. I have talked to many. Oh, I've had many on the show. The, legally, you're told to pound sand. Oh, yeah. Judicially, you're told to pound sand. We had a gentleman on uh, months ago that literally had a ro- county road that didn't exist. Somebody decided that they needed to have that road, and that road had to go through his property. Along, along supposedly section lines and stuff. So they went in and bulldozed and put in the property, put a rope up for his cattle not to get out, which I thought was 
pretty hysterical, but I mean, it went on and on and on, and it got so bad that I could, you still have a picture of the road that they put in with a utility pole in dead center in the road because the utility company didn't give them clearance. I seen it. But this is the kind of craziness we're up against. We got a, a guy in Minto. I, I just, I can't believe what they did to him. They actually had him at gunpoint cutting down trees on his property because they wanted that road going through his backyard or whatever it was. It was on his property. It, the government's got to learn to do things the right way with people. You don't bully us. You don't hold us at gunpoint. I'm dead serious, Kit. I'm never going to do anything wrong. But if a law enforcement officer pulls a gun on me, he pulled it on me without any justification. I'm not ending up a George Floyd. Well, I, the problem I have with a lot of this is the fact is over 250 years ago, this is where we got on those little boats <laughs> and, and, and sailed across the seas because we were being faced with a feudal form of government where the lords and the ladies had total control over the cities and the villages and the, and the people were literally slaves to those people. And, of course, those people were slaves to the king and the queen. They were indentured. Most yep, of them come yep. over. So yep. it, it went all the way up, up. And that's why we said, no, man deserves to be free. Man deserves to be self-determining. Man deserves to have the ability to to rule themselves without someone thinking and acting for them. And we're 250 years, and we're right here. That's the thing. We're not a representative republic. We're not a uh, constitutional republic. You try, I can't get one of my legislators to introduce a bill. Not a one. Not even common sense ones that other people say, hey, that's a no-brainer. They, and then you go to Bismarck and you got your Judy Lees and your appointed uh, party leadership that go lock and step with whatever Bergham wants. Bergham goes and we, we vote our own district reps in uh, on, at the nominating committee and then Bergham goes and runs his own cronies against them. You know, who can win against that? That If people can't see what's going on, we, I'm going to say it again, we're in an authoritarian police state. The people don't matter, and people need to get their head out of their backside and start fighting back. Looks like we have something else we're going to have to do research on. Phyllis just chimed in and said, big case about land today at NDSC. So now I'm going to have to go home and do more research because mm-hmm. it looks like I don't know anything about that, Phyllis. If you know more, we've got oh. a couple of minutes left. Let me know. But yeah. now I got homework. Doggone it, Phyllis. I'm yeah. a teacher, and you just gave me homework. Okay, I- I'm going to bring something else up, too. This just popped in with NDSC. Uh, NDSU gets millions of dollars yes, from the do. legislature every session for research. All that research is done with taxpayers' dollars for the most part. Who's profiting off that? Who's making money off all those patents, copyrights, inventions? Not the people. That's where stuff like that that's developed by our university, UND is the same. And you think they want to give you any open records on who's got that patent, copyright, whatever, and who's profiting off it? No. Why do the research with our tax dollars and then not let us know what's going on with that and who's profiting off of that. The people of North Dakota should be getting a dividend on any invention created at NDSU and UND. Well, we can't even get into the legacy fund for property tax relief, real property tax relief. So, I mean, they're they're very good at making money. They're not very good at sharing it, even though, as you said, we're, we're the ones paying for it. Well, that's another Walsh County initiative. We're going to start out small. We're capping property tax at 5% and only if there's a justified need for it. Because last year, they jumped my property taxes 40%. No improvements, no specials. It's retaliation as far as I'm concerned. I live in a double-wide home, a 1975. 
It's valued right now at $145,000, and it's not even... Even my insurance company only has it listed for 110. I mean, there, we got to have some common sense made up here. On this. this is just ridiculous everywhere. Well, Phyllis just came back and said there's 17-ish cases wrapped into one. It's about the carbon gas pipeline, and we're going to cover that again on a show. We, we because I happen to know that we're looking at if that gets established as a public entity, then eminent domain is kicking in, and they're going to be on your land whether you want it or not. And in a previous show, we showed a pipeline explosion with uh, carbon that was breathtaking and it's not just the explosion it's the the fact of the air yes. and everything else happening now i don't want to get started on that because that's a whole nother show but the one thing i want to say is 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 there a way that people can can reach out to you if they're interested in this walsh county thing whether they belong in walsh county or not if they just want to help support what's going on i got two facebook pages i started one's walsh news the other one is nd as in north dakota nd corruption and i've been posting all my videos on there i am bent and I should be bent because I'm fighting for the people. People like us fight for the people. We, it's sad we got to fight against the government, but that's where you <sighs> can go. It's, it's so sad. The government is supposed to be there to represent and serve the people. And it, it, it is total corruption, and I'll say that a million times. And, and, and I can back it up, Kit. That's the scary thing is I can back it all up or I won't say it. These people just want to silence us. Well, I thank you for coming on because it is it is brave for people to speak out because I happen to know firsthand that it can be really, really ugly when you do stand up and say, excuse me, sir, but I think that's wrong. And I want to let everybody know, if you're interested in helping Mitch at all, please go out to those Facebook pages and contact him, even if you don't live in Walsh County. Believe me, folks, we can all use the support. And once again, we have a Common Sense Uncensored show in the can on a Monday, every Everybody, Merry Christmas. We will not be with you next week. Take care. Mitch, thank you so much. Bye-bye.